<laughs> and welcome to the Loaded Wallet Podcast here. This is episode one of the Loaded Wallet Podcast. I am your host, Jordan Miller. I am the co-host, Justin Smith. And we're here to talk about, in this episode, real estate. Oh, God, no. <laughs> maybe you have heard about real estate before. You've heard maybe friends, family, and you have now some interest in real estate. I see in, in the uh, for the visuals, Justin Smith is raising his hand very intently, like... The kid in the front class saying, ooh, 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 me, me, me. I want to learn more. So Wait, and- I don't want to learn more. I just want, I have, a, I have a question. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. What is your question, sir? So what is real estate? Oh, that is a great question. So to kind of, real estate is very broad. Uh, there's a lot into it, but from the common forms that you probably know of it, uh, real estate is um, buying or owning new or um, resell, like resellable homes. Um, you can all see this in like, uh, there's a, outside of like houses as well. There's a, there's obviously the um, ground area, mm-hmm. um, and like you can also not just houses too. We can buy acres or land itself. But most common um, ways of getting first into real estate, I would say, is buying of um, of homes. Um, and these are all different kinds of homes and on that nature. And so I'm gonna go into those homes, but and how do you get involved in real estate? So the first first way of kind of getting involved in real estate is buying and renting. Um, typically this is buying a property, renting it out, and making cash flow off of the property. So for instance, uh, a single family home, which is a common home for having one family. Um, you have also multifamily homes, which are two to four units, or otherwise a duplex, a triplex, or a fourplex. It's a lot of numbers. It's a lot of numbers, a lot of numbers. Okay. And then there's also a commercial property, which is a basically a five unit or think of it as an apartment complex. So okay. multiple people are living, but they have like their own section of the house or living area that they live in. Okay, you explained what real estate is, but you didn't explain anything about how you get into it or like even how do you even start? Sure. Well, I just, I want to give like some background, background into it. So I like, kind of give you some information about real estate first. Okay. So I'll, I'll kind of get into that, but I just kind of want to, uh, for the listeners to understand, um, what are, what is like real estate, how do you get, wait, what are, um, the different ways of people, how they get successful off real estate. Okay. So, um, again, so buying and renting, uh, this is, could be any kind of type of property, either a single family, um, a multifamily, so like two to four units uh, split around, or commercial properties. This strategy is um, really used for the long run. Um, think of it as like, I, I always like to think of it as Monopoly. So like when you're playing, the game is like you're buying one property at a time, and basically while people are going around on the board, they're trying to buy their properties and like stack up and basically trying to make cash, you know, making money off these properties. You start buying houses for these properties, you so you make it like more luxurious. But this In this point of the game, you and now you're taking it to life. You're not trying to make the people go broke. You're your tenants. You're, but you're trying to. Why not? No, 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 no. Because <laughs> then you can't have tenants living there. Then you're not making any money. Then and how can I win? You win by buying more properties. Oh, okay. And then you're still creating a well-connected community. I think that's really important too because you don't want to be a, in this case, a slum lord where people are living in your properties and you're not taking good care of it. You take care of the people. You'll t- they'll take care of the property. It's a yin and yang is that because you know i know why you did that <laughs> i know for you anyways um but so buying and renting that's one that's one way of um getting involved uh in real estate another common form 
um, is uh, fixing fixer-upper or flipping you might have heard of this before this is buying a house that might be damaged already might be broken um, foreclosure and basically you're trying to fix you're trying to fix the house where it's like nice nice and shiny brand new and that now it relatively goes up a large amount where then you can sell it and then you're making profit off of after you, you fix it up putting all the sweat and blood work into it well, i don't want sweat and blood in my house <laughs> well you're not it's clean but you get the idea oh, okay yes i get, yes, it. I get it brand new cleaned house think of it as like a pre-owned car maybe uh like a pre-owned computer and you're trying to fix and you're trying to fix it up to make it look really nice and shiny so then you can sell it for a higher price every time i bought a new car it was broken down though but now you can fix it up flip it and sell it and make money this sounds very expensive in well, general. It depends. It depends on what like obviously it depends on where what area you're living in. Mm. Um, also, it depends on how damaged is the house. Like you like I you could have like I'm imagining in your sense the car like you said it's already broken down and damaged. It sounds like it's already run to the ground. There could be just a house where this they might have a water issue and it might just be you just need a plumber fix fix the plumbing issues of the pipes and like if you have someone who knows that area well like maintenance and stuff mm. then it can work out relatively well for you. If okay. you know someone, does that make sense? Yes. So it might just it might be just one of those things too, where someone finds that issue. Like for instance, I said plumbing, right? Mm. You might just be like, oh, that's too much work. That might I don't understand it. I don't know how who to get involved, and where that might be too much for one person. But if you are a determined real estate investor, mm. you are like, I'm going to find someone who can fix the problem and take care of it. And that's the important part is you're trying to be the person who fixed the problem, so then where it works in your favor and you get a better deal out of it. Okay. Okay, so, um, so talking about that, um, buying and renting, uh, f- fixing or flipping uh, a house, um, maybe you don't. You're still trying to figure out do those strategies work for me? Um, a personal like favorite strategy of mine is a term called house hacking, um, and this is a a pretty popular term if you Google or if you find it on YouTube um, or even on like real estate forms. But house hacking is basically a strategy is you buy, let's say you buy a a duplex, make it easy, right? So you have, there's two sides. Yes, so two houses, two units, two units. So let's say you live on the left side and then you want to rent out the right side of Mm -hmm. the house, right? What you're doing is, is that like you're creating a somewhere to live in your right side and you're renting it out, let's say it's uh, $600, Mm -hmm. right? That $600 you can use to pay for the mortgage that you own for the home, um, for any utility bills or whatever you uh, whatever works in your favor. And then if you have, uh, potentially, if you have extra after that, the mortgage and utilities um, and savings, you can then use that for your own personal use. So for instance, I have like an example from a, a friend of mine, her name's Sarah. She bought a duplex for $100,000 mm-hmm. and the overall mortgage, or, sorry, $100,000 for 30 years and the mortgage is, uh, five hundred and five dollars uh a month Mm. and so she lives on one side like the basically the same example i don't know what side she lives on but um and but she rents out the other side for six hundred and seventy five dollars so if you do the math her overall cost is five hundred five dollars and the other side she rents out for six hundred seventy five she's has a remainder of a hundred and seventy dollars after paying the mortgage Mm -hmm. to use for her own use okay so in this case, she is making passive income. Oh, Jordan, what's passive income? That's a great question, Justin. So, and jump in too if you if you I even though I'm going to explain it, you can also jump in as well. But 
passive income is the idea where you're doing little to no work for this extra income but like there's going to there's going to be some type involved and usually it's the very beginning like i said let's talk about like uh when you're first buying the home right mm -hmm. there could be water issues there could be let's say you need uh the walls are, are messed up the how the housing itself mm -hmm. you need a paint uh fixing electric things there's going to be some work up front but the overall idea is that as time goes on, you're hopeful that like th there's not really much requirement. If there is, it's small things. Like let's say the toilet has an issue or you have uh, the AC is not working. It's just mm. one of those small things. You Either you can fix yourself or you can pay someone to do, but it shouldn't. you're hopeful that there's not too many issues going on. Do you have anything you want to add to that, Justin? Uh, yes, passive income can also be anything from writing a book and selling that mm -hmm. on either Amazon, even if it's just an ebook, there are many sources of passive income. And nowadays, by having more revenues of passive income, mm -hmm. you're more stable in yourself. That's true. Yes, that's another. So over on my my the next episode, which will be diving into more stocks, we'll also be covering a little bit of passive income as well. Right. Right. And so I think that's really important. Is um, if you research people who, who have made money well mm. they don't have one type of income mm. they have multiple and specifically passive incomes yep. um, so and I think that's really important to have multiple different forms so that you don't have to lean so heavily so for instance if you're working a, a nine to five job right that's one income and that's for most people that's the only type of income coming there if they get either uh, let go of their job furloughed during this time during the virus you're there's a lot of people who are screwed who are basically screwed because yep. they don't that's the only way they're getting money but if you have pa multiple income specifically passive income then you have the extra help where you can feel like okay i have some helps coming from somewhere mm -hmm. anything else you like you have a thought in your head yeah and a lot of time passive income usually starts out small but can build up to bigger and bigger mm -hmm. later on so you have to imagine like if you even if you only make five dollars a month, right? That's five dollars from passive income that you wouldn't have otherwise. And if you can use that five dollars mm -hmm. to invest in something else or save it up to eventually buy a new property as well. Very true. So, even though <coughs> it's not easy to get started with passive income, it does build up slowly but mm -hmm. surely. Yes, and that's and that's the whole thing too. When we're talking about the game of Monopoly, is that you're making now you are making money on, on other things outside of just the properties itself there's yep. there's the go yep. going around money community chests i what's the community chest is the the orange one and i don't i don't know what the yellow one is is it a bad time for me to say i never played monopoly before that is a terrible thing okay next episode Justin <laughs> smith co-host of the little wall will be first time ever playing Monopoly. Monopoly. We're going live on every platform: Mixer, Twitch, <laughs> <laughs> Mixer, Twitch, YouTube. Going live. Um, but so okay. So now let's let's get into. So I've basically gone over what is renting, mm -hmm. buying and renting a home, uh, fixing and flipping, and also house hacking. And also an example, um, Sarah, who also has done duplexing. Now you're wondering, how do I get involved, or how uh, how does one learn about real estate and getting started. So a couple of steps I that helped me along the way um, was first uh, researching about real estate. So some of those tools can be uh, books, blogs, YouTube and, po YouTube. YouTube and podcasts. 
Um, those really help you kind of getting understanding like, okay, this is what you should look for. There's some people have certain rules or followings that, that they feel comfortable buying a home either in their area or outside the area. Um, that's something you might be interested in. Uh, as well as learning about terminology, there's a lot of, I've already like explained just flipping and, and, uh, flipping. There's so much terminology. There's, there's a lot. And there's, and same thing you'd say for, as you'd say for stocks. Oh, yes. So I would suggest kind of researching first. Don't try buying something it's not it's not a fruit or food that you're just gonna buy really quick no this is something this could be 15 years this could be a 30 year loan this could be right away like you have to understand what you're getting into and it's a and again i talked about with money it's for compared to, to stocks and mm. real estate real estate is is more expensive oh definitely so you need to understand where your money's going to another step um that you want to figure out on your on, on real estate is what is your niche or strategy so again i talked about buying and renting fixing and flipping primarily in your first few deals of buying homes you want to be sticking to what you know well you want to you want you can sure you can experiment but that's something you want to do after you get a good chunk of time like okay i understand the i understand the market i understand um it sometimes fixing or flipping works better in certain areas buying and renting works in certain areas you need to understand what works for you so understanding, do I want to buy a duplex or a triplex? That works better for me. Or single families are better because they're just, I have one family, I have one person to deal with. If you're buying a multifamily or commercial, I'm dealing with three, four, five, even more plus people. And that's a lot. So do you want to have a property manager? There's so, there's just so many things you have to think about. Um, so understanding what your strategy is. And I think just for my personal sake, I talked about with Justin a lot is that I'm really wanting to buy a multifamily. Um, like I want to buy something with potentially three or four more people, three or four people, because the more people that are there, potentially there's more rent coming in. So hopefully your bills are getting paid, but also the side of cash flow. Um, another important step is creating a kind of roadmap for real estate. So, so you said, okay, so now I figured out my niche. How am I going to get into real estate? Uh, or in this case, um, how do I buy my first home? So there's um, your own financing. There's uh, private financing, which is basically like you're talking to friends or family saying, hey, I'm looking to buy my first home. Um, and then you have to basically there'd be an agreement of like when I if you get this $10,000, you might have like an interest on the loan. There's some type of deal where you can if you can make with a family, family, friend, member and saying like, hey, this is uh I'm trying to get into this real estate stuff. Would you help me finance this home or wh whatever you need? Financing the home, finance, financing the fixing up the house are important things to have. Uh, another thing uh, you want to have is just uh, not have. While going through this journey, there's also other people who are also doing this at the same time. Uh, so you have uh, your other groups like real estate groups there's like facebook groups i've i've joined of my own there's also uh, an app called meetup where this, there's some people usually talk about real estate either you can do um there's online ones right now currently uh i know for the most groups that i'm in they're primarily doing more online just because of the fact of the virus um that's something people can look into uh facebook groups or and like meetup groups so those are a few steps that I encourage for those who are really trying to understand real estate and learn more about it. Uh, is there any questions that you just, Justin, from from my comparison to for the audience listeners, I'm more the person who 
understand real estate a little bit better while Justin's more someone in stocks, but we both, we both have like a, a small amount of knowledge, mm. I would say, or we, we know some, some parts. So, um, and so while we're, while we're teaching the, the listeners, we're also teaching each other. So I think that's important to know. So I heard, so a big part of real estate is about passive income mm-hmm. and eventually making up and eventually buying new properties and everything. But what are some pros and cons to it in general? Like, sure. I, besides passive income, what are some pros of actually starting this? Okay, sure. Um, so I'm going to also speak on like personal experience that I know of, of like other friends of mine who've done real estate. Mm. Um, some pros, what I think is really cool is like specifically the, what I'm trying to do is when you have like a multifamily, mm. it's providing a community and a sense of like also providing um, fair housing mm. in the community. I've met some people where they really, there's, the, I you probably have had stories too. You've had bad landlords, you've had good landlords. And, oh, definitely. and so for me, I've seen that before where there's good landlords, where they take care of their, their people with them. Like, yes, you are living in my you are living in my property, but at the same time, I want to treat you like a human being and treat you like a person in the community. Uh, we're talking about landlords. I have a bunch of stories for <laughs> landlords. You have you have one that comes in mind, like uh, or a story was... or a story. No names, no names. But okay, okay, okay. Uh, this was in I think I was in sixth or seventh grade, and every time that my mother would call the landlord mm-hmm. to talk about any issues, even if it's just a small issue. It would just, she would not come for like the next month. Man. And she would, we, she would just constantly text, constantly call. And it was like, there was no respect towards my mother or my uh, stepdad, no respect at all. Yeah. There was like, she like, okay, if you don't like it, you can leave. Right. Like that kind of mentality. It's like, isn't this more of like a business? Yes. More than anything? How can you treat someone, like if you go to a restaurant, say, mm-hmm. And you go in there, and then everyone there, just, like, all the workers there just treat you like crap. Yeah. You call the boss to get some help, and then the boss just treats you like that as well. Mm-hmm. And so, you're not going to go to the restaurant again, are you? No, no. Like, if, if, you, if you keep on treating people like they're lower than you just because they are asking for a service from you. Right. How do you expect to ever get paid, or how do you expect to ever make money off of that right and i think that's important too because like from your that example from a restaurant you can leave and never come back again when you're living in that home you're stuck i mean in this case you're stuck there like until it whether if you want to move out i don't i don't know the the whole financials like oh we have to live there for three months with a lease you know but you have to stay there exactly and it's just like but you don't want to stay there exactly like it's it's really a nightmare when you get landlords like that Mm -hmm. and it's really hard to really because when you're going to a new apartment or a new rental and everything, sure. it's really hard to understand what kind of person the landlord's going to be off of just a few meetings. Right. So you really need to give that good impression as someone that's going to be writing out to really say, hey, I'll be there for you if you need some, if you're in trouble mm-hmm. or if you need something fixed, I will actually go out of my way and help you. Right. And, I th- and so, and that's what I really enjoy is that we're both community guys. We both... Um, people who volunteer in the community yeah. we really care about um our area so and i think that's really important to to be one of the good landlords i think it's yeah. really important to me um another pro is just like again this is a f- um hopefully you're making money off this um mm. but to the point like where you're making extra side money and so that's mm. really a benefit but uh, i would say definitely say a con 
it's, it's going to be, like I said, the whole, it's, it does require money. Now, it depends. There's certain, we'll dive deeper into this in another episode, but there are different loans that like, um, in a conventional loan or mm. the conventional way of buying a home is you put 20% down on a home. Mm. So if you're buying a $100,000 home, make it easy, mm. it's $20,000. That's a yeah. lot of money for people who don't have that type of money. Mm. But there are other loans where you could buy a house for 3.5% down. It gets very specific um on what you need to do but just give like a, a small summary that's 3.5 that's 3,500 that's that's a lot better you know yeah. 16,500 difference but um there's specific things you need to have from credit score stuff um following certain rules of the loan um so you know and some people can't follow those those things so um another con is too is that if you don't know what you're doing from i've met people like on their first deals and things like that Sometimes this could crush you if you don't fully understand what you're going into. You need to have good support going in. You need to have people who, like, either they've done it before, they can help you and understand, like, teach you the things that they messed up and how you can avoid those. Another thing to have, too, is um, it's a good idea to have some extra side money on the side where you feel confident, where, like, okay, if I don't have two people in in these two units... I can financially have myself. I personally have known people who typically would try to have like six months of savings yep. to pay off the mortgage and like their extra things. So that's what that's the next question I was going to ask you. Sure. Is like with the loans and everything, isn't there like a very high risk as well if you can't find someone? Like right now with COVID and everything, sure. what if you can't find someone that will actually pay for your loans and everything? Like what if you just don't have enough income? So like you're saying, are like you- if you try to take out a loan but you take out too much and you can't pay it mm-hmm. off pay off the mortgage and everything and that's the thing too with lenders lenders are pretty tight strict on like okay this it also depends on it depends on the money that you have mm-hmm. and your credit score so like if you have a higher higher credits a high credit score somewhere around like the 700s um they're gonna trust you more saying like this guy knows what he's doing with his money mm-hmm. um at the same time if you have like something below that they might be like they start in, in a sense they judge you like, they're gonna judge you for how well are you with your money? Because like if you if you don't have a high credit score, they're like, well, he's probably I don't know like it, or if you don't have much credit history for another pe- other issue. Mm-hmm. Like if you don't have a credit card, you've never even got a, your credit going. They're like, well, we're not going to trust you with that. Right now, like in uh, I have the people I talk with, they haven't done too much uh, housing or trying to buy another house. But it is a lot tougher because of the fact what you said with COVID and like people are losing jobs. So it, you, banks right now are more wanting people with a way higher score. Okay. So that's a, do you have any other questions of that nature? Uh, yeah. So besides just lenders, what are like other financial sources to help with getting a house and everything? Sure. So... So lender, lenders are the people that are going to approve of the mortgage. Okay. So t- that can be banks. Um, that's typically where you would go to. Um, but I also talk about private financing, which is, again, talking with a friend or family that mm-hmm. could like help you um, along the way. So if you want to go that, that – I do know people who've done that route where they've done it well because not only are they – typically they're helping someone else to make money on the side mm-hmm. as well and that, that's how sometimes other people make passive income being a private lender where you're when, mm-hmm. wouldn't that be the day justin where you're like oh i have money let me just share some money with this guy and actually make some money off of him. i will tell you after i make my own first million how that works first out for me million million man 
Oof, that's that's something. Hey, once you made one million, you know you've made it big or something. You you know you made it comfortably. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. So, so, so Justin, in this from from my aspect of talking about real estate and for audio listeners, what what is let's say at least three points, things that you took away from this episode. Uh, three points would mostly be one, the first one, always be careful with your money and your finances okay. like that because, as you said, you're staring at me. No, I'm not. I'm you're just staring at me. Like, oh, God, I'm getting quizzed. Uh, but yeah, so you really need to be careful with one, your mortgage. Make sure you have all that side money mm-hmm. and make sure you're ready going into it when you're putting, like, you're putting down a lot of what's, money. What's define ready in this in this scenario right right there i'd say always have like six months always be always be prepared always have side income six in case months I'm, of just for paying for the mortgage and okay. everything okay. is more than anything that's what you always have to be careful with that because you never know because when you first buy a house hmm. once you know everything that's wrong with it you need to make sure you have the money that right. you can fix it up and eventually someone will actually run it out right so you always have to be careful with that and everything. Right. Uh, another major thing that I took away from this would probably be uh, the terms, uh, not the terms, but the idea of you can have, you can buy two duplex mm. and you can still rent out half of it. And that's yes. just like, at that point, you're not, you're not living for free, but you're, you're making enough money from the renting where you can actually start paying off the mortgage for both for the whole entire place yes. slowly but surely and still. So you can't you get, can you can live for free. You, you can, can live. It, for it free. depends. It de- if you know mm-hmm. if you know the deal and you've analyzed it and like you've did the numbers and stuff like that, you can. I've I've I have met like I talked about my friend Sarah. She did. She has lived for free, mm-hmm. doing her buying the house, and she made a extra hundred seventy bucks per month. Per month. That is a lot. Um, so that's just saying she lives in the home. Mm-hmm. She by just just insane because if you think, I don't know for us, my my dad doesn't. He lives. Most people they live in homes. They're not making money off their home. No. They don't do that. No one no. does that. But like she is li- literally gets to say, I live in this house, and someone is paying me to live in my own home. For $170. And I just move back home with your parents and then sell the other fly and get more money. I don't I don't want to open that can of worms. Like, I feel like that's that's wrong because like I feel it is because it's just like don't it's fine. don't show me my own episode of my podcast. <laughs> but I just don't um but so you can and what's do you yes. know what the term is called? House hacking? Yes, that's it. Yes! Getting quizzed by the end, I got it. (laughs) Okay, and what's one more thing that you took away from this that that was felt like was important? I feel like the most important aspect that I took out of this is where you can find the sources about learning more about house hacking and all about real estate. You can find it all here at the Loaded Wallet. Wow, that was really good. That was really good, Justin. There you go. It's a little... Little sponsor there at there the end. There you go. Dab on him. Uh, for the for the audio listeners, he actually did the dab, and um, we're actually gonna find a new co-host after this episode. <laughs> um, I don't even get to record my episode. No, they don't get nope, that. Just I'm out. Okay. Yes. Well. So, for both, as we're finishing up this last episode, uh, we're actually gonna uh, 
Justin, do you want to give like a, a sneak peek, a little bit of what we're going to be talking about in the next episode? Just a little. Just oh, a little what we're we going to talk about? But well, it's your episode. This is your episode. Wait, it's my episode next? Yeah, it's your episode. Oh. Uh, we will be talking about... We will be talking about... Stocks? Yeah. Okay, do you not, do you not want to talk about your own episode? <laughs> the, <laughs> the next episode on the Loaded Wallet, we will be going to my episode, which you all love me. We'll talk about stocks, the different types of stocks. Jordan is shaking his head right now. We'll be talking about the different types of stocks and the pros and cons of each of the two major types of stocks, which be growth stocks and dividend stocks. So if you want to learn more about stocks and learning how to invest in stocks, jump over to the next episode. Okay. So thank you for listening to the Loaded Wall of, uh, podcast. This is our first episode. That's not our introduction. That's not, I'm just gonna call. I'm just gonna proclaim this as our first episode. There you go. So we can say we have an actual count. Um, but thank you again for listening. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed. If you have any questions, uh, right now we the only social media we have right now is our Twitter page, which is the it's at Loaded Wallet. But you'll look it up the Loaded Wallet. It's it's a little different. Um, but if you want to tweet, reach out to us. Uh, you can find comment there. Uh, we're all, right now we're only on Spotify, and there's a few other uh, streaming devices. We're trying to get everything up right now, uh, but. Justin, anything else you wanna you wanna plug or as the co-host? Why am I the co-host? <laughs> We're both equal here. Well, you know, I am the guy who's record. I'm recording, so you know, I'm just. Uh, it was my idea. Was, well, I mean, okay, well, maybe it was I mean, my idea. Well, was it was. That, it's, it's, who was it was your idea to what be a, a burking? How many times you click your phone? A lot. Okay, <laughs> I, it's a nervous habit, okay? It's a nervous habit, okay. <laughs> but thank you again for listening to the Loaded Wallet podcast. We're really excited to just dive deeper into like finances and help those who are really interested. But thank you again for listening, and have a great day. Bye, folks.